the glass shatters. And that means Austin is here. Austin Price of VolQuest.com, who joins us every Friday, of course, for the VolQuest Hour. And the VolQuest Report is presented by MTGRT.com. Your live and local mortgage experts. Visit MTGRT.com today to learn more. Austin, hope you're doing well, man. I'm doing great, guys. How are you? Doing well. Uh Let's start with just the the most recent news, uh, that of Samaglia opting out. What can you tell us on that? I know Pruitt expects him back next year, in which case, if he's hurt, why not just play someone else and he doesn't opt out? It's a bit bizarre. You know, you go and read his tweet, and he's talking about, you know, the hardships in the program and and needing to get healthy and, and you know, mentally get better, and, and then and then says, you know, he'll give us all in the future. He doesn't really say, I'm going to be back. I know Coach Pruitt indicated that would be the case, uh, you know, from, from his knowledge of the situation. But, it, it, it you know, Brent's kind of a, a different personality, so it was a bit uh, – it's not totally shocking just kind of how different the tweet was, but if you go read it, I mean, you could read it, you know, four or five different ways. So who kicks this week? Paxton Brooks. I mean, Paxton Brooks has handled kickoffs and, and punting for Tennessee and just announced he is on the depth chart as the place kicker in this game also. Um, is there a – obviously, I'm guessing the range isn't the same as Samaglia. Does this change the decision-making in this game where you're not going to attempt many field goals? It's more of an extra point scenario for, for Paxton Brooks or – is this a guy who's got a good enough leg where they could attempt, you know, anything inside of forty yards? Let's say. Well, I think he's got a, a really a good enough leg, um, you know, and, and probably could kick one fifty plus if they needed him to. But I, I, I think you're right. I think that forty and in, they would might give him a look. But I don't think there's unless it's for a game winner with, you know, a couple seconds left and they've got to make a fifty yard field goal. I don't think they're going to trot out Paxton Brooks and say, "Hey, kick us a fifty yard." <laughs> I don't. You know, I mean, like, I just don't think that's going to happen. But I do think that, you know, you could see them, you know, if they've got a 38-yard field goal, and it's, you know, seven to nothing or whatever, that, you know, Paxton Brooks will probably get a look in that instance. I don't think Tennessee's going to go all PlayStation on us and, you know, go for it on fourth down every time. Um, you know, I think I think that there will be a, uh, you know, a yard marker they have to get to where they feel comfortable about consistency with Paxton um, as far as uh, – as far as, you know, a field goal. But, you know, leg-wise, he's got plenty of leg. Austin, what did you make of Harrison Bailey's first start? I mean, I thought he did some good things. I thought that he was crafty in a couple of ways. But, you know, he didn't push the ball down the field a whole lot. A lot of his completions were, you know, um, right around the line of scrimmage. And, you know, uh, I still think he's a ways away. Um, I thought J.T. Stroud come in and played really good. He pushed the ball down the field, made some plays. Now, you could argue that it was against the same similar type you know, defense that Harrison has seen the last few weeks, which is a, a defense that, you know, was, you know, back, you know, backing up and letting them just kind of keep it in front of him. But they even then, he still pushed it down the field, had a design run, made a play with his leg, um, you know, did enough to warrant going, why, why did they give up on him after three plays and one throw against Kentucky? Like that, that's the befuddling part to me about JT Shrout. Is, 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 you know, how quickly they gave up on him 
but I think both guys, you know, providing this game happens this weekend against Tennessee and Vanderbilt, I think both guys warrant playing time in the first half, uh, you know, when, when it's crunch time. So Jeremy Pruitt announces that it's going to be Bailey and Trout getting the reps this week going into Vanderbilt. Tennessee opens a 14-point favorite over Vandy. Uh, Tennessee fans certainly don't want to see Garantano in this game. It doesn't look like they're going to have to suffer through that. You get Bailey, you get Shrout. What do you want to see from Tennessee, specifically in this game, knowing those two guys are going to be the quarterbacks? Well, much of what they did this past weekend, which is protect the football. You know, I mean, you know, Tennessee made some plays defensively. Yeah, I mean, Florida's going to score points. Um, but Tennessee, you know, kind of hung around in there, you know, Chad, and, you know, did a decent enough job, you know, to where they, you know, they didn't get the, you know, the, the doors blown off. Um, they held Florida you know, fewer and, and points so, than anyone has all year. At thirty-one, yeah, yeah, and and, and it's the closest game nice Florida's job. played other than the loss to A and M. It's their closest win of the season, technically. Yeah, so I mean, they they did a solid job, and again, what happened? That's what happens when you don't turn the football over. You know, and that, that, you know those those catastrophic plays that Tennessee's had dating back to Missouri. You know, have you know really just mutilated. Uh, their ability to stay in games at times. And so Tennessee did not have any of those Saturday. They were able to hang around and, you know, I mean, yeah, it was 31 to seven and then Tennessee scored a couple of late fourth quarter touchdowns, but, you know, Tennessee also, you know, showed enough flashes, you know, Saturday to, uh, make you okay. That's what happens, you know, when you do things properly. So, um, I'm interested to see if this team even happens. I, you know, I think Vanderbilt wants to play this game. Uh, but my question is, is, is Ole Miss going to be able to play Texas A&M this weekend? I, you know, at this point, I think it's totally 50-50. And, and, you know, if that happens, then I think Tennessee-Texas A&M could happen this weekend instead of Tennessee-Vanderbilt. Because if they want A&M to get 10 games in, and if A&M can't play Ole Miss because Ole Miss has COVID, I think that the SEC would make a move on that game and move the Tennessee game up a week. To which Tennessee fans say, great, <laughs> you're going from Vandy to Texas A&M, a top-10 team. How late, swapping that out. how late in the week could they make that call? Oh, I think that it, it has to be done either late tonight or first thing in the morning. I don't think that you can I – think, I think to change the game, you have to let them know by Monday night, Tuesday morning. So let's, let's just go under the assumption that at, at game as scheduled right now, Tennessee and Vanderbilt, Jeremy Pruitt said this team continues to improve – Effort's not an issue with this group. They haven't mailed it in or anything, but they continue. There's a lack of execution, a lack of good play. If Tennessee is, in fact, improving and younger guys are getting better, Austin, I believe they come to Nashville and win easily, and they run the hell out of the football against this Vandy team that barely has enough players to field a team under the SEC protocol. Do you agree with me when I make that statement that that's what needs to happen in this game? What's what needs to happen for Tennessee um, now needs and, and actually happening is two different things a lot of times. But I do, but I do think that the want to is there. I, you know, this team continues to fight, and continues to battle, and let's face it, <laughs> when when you've kind of got your teeth kicked in at times this year, and you've been gut punched and gut punched and gut punched, even when you've you know risen to the occasion, had the lead. And, and when I said gut punch, it's the pick sixes and the fumble returns and all those type of things. You know, when you get a chance to have your moment where you do that to somebody else, you get really excited and you play harder. So I think that, that Vanderbilt will get Tennessee's best effort Saturday. And I, and I think, you know, for the kids that are left on Vanderbilt's team, Tennessee will get Vanderbilt's you know, best effort, at least early. 
and uh, we'll see uh, kind of where the chips fall about halftime. So if you're placing your bets right now, do you think the game's played? Is it less than 50%? Uh, I mean, I think it's a total coin flip at this point. I think it all depends on yeah. Ole Miss. I don't think – I think if, if Ole Miss is able to play A&M, then, then yes, I think Tennessee plays Vanderbilt. I think Vanderbilt wants to play. I think this game will happen. My question, though, is is, is where's Ole Miss at? Because I think the league office will be pretty adamant on getting the SEC uh, or the A- A&M team 10 games. And so if if it helps Ole Miss's case to play that game next weekend and they move Tennessee's game with A&M up to this weekend, I think that's what they'll do to make sure A&M has a 10-game conference schedule. Hey, clarify the injuries for us with Shrout and Maurer. The CBS broadcast was saying a labrum injury for Shrout, a hamstring injury for Maurer. What did Pruitt say about that? Well, he didn't really address it today. Um, you know, Shrout, he, he had a you know a pop in his arm on I think it was Wednesday, and then uh, and then um, same day, Maurer kind of tweaked his hamstring uh, running scout team for Tennessee, and so um, that's kind of what happened with both those guys. And uh, you know, obviously. Uh, Maurer was able to give him a couple of plays, and then JT looked him in there and, and looked fine. I, you know, um, sure didn't look like a guy that had, had gotten injured, but no. talking to you know, multiple assistant coaches, you know, <laughs> they all said that they watched them. They basically both went down within about five minutes of each other on two separate fields. Because, so like I said, uh, Maurer was running a scout team. So, um, you know, I know what happened. But it just wasn't as severe as maybe they initially thought. Any opt-outs of concern? Uh, I know another uh, opt-out, I say opt-out, decommitment uh, this morning. What what are you hearing on the recruiting front? Uh, well, no, I mean, those, that, that one, you know, there are, you know, we had one of the guys with the national rival says, you know, hey, can I get a sting factor and a score for, <laughs> you know, Daryl Jackson? And I'm like, guys, I, I get doing these articles, you know, um, but, you know, when Tennessee quit recruiting this kid months ago, like that's not really a sting factor because Tennessee gotcha. moved on from him. So like, you know, there are sting factors. Losing Terrence Lewis was a sting. They're losing Demarius McGee was a you know a way more of a sting. But then there's a guy like Daryl Jackson who you know I think probably ends up at FSU. But you know Tennessee, you know, quit recruiting him a while back. He's doing He's them a favor. You know, so what, what was saying. that sting factor? Minus sting five? factor for Daryl Jackson. Yeah, negative. Uh, it was a pinch. <laughs> are they going to be any other pinches moving forward or are things holding steady as far as you know right now i mean i think there'll be a couple of more pinches uh, you know a couple more guys that i think tennessee has chosen to move on from um you know because they've got to clear some space because let's face it if tennessee is going to you know go you know go continue to go down the road with jeremy pruitt they need to win right away next year and the best way to do that is with, uh, you know, potential one-time transfers. And if that goes into effect after the first of the year, then Tennessee's going to look to get in that market with a quarterback, pass rusher, defensive back. And uh, it makes a lot of sense to leave some spots open in this current class to be able to sign guys, uh, you know, as a one-time transfer. Austin Price, VolQuest.com, with the VolQuest report on this Monday, presented by MTGRT.com, your live and local mortgage experts, Visit mtgrt.com today. Austin, thank you. We'll catch up with you and Brent for the VolQuest Report an hour on Friday. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you. All right.